Welcome to Blur Culture Radio! Out here, uh, different from our normal Bias Weekly podcast, where we can just vibe out and talk about what everyone is happening in the entertainment industry today. I'm joined by my co-host Stephen. How do y'all? Humps. I think I'm in love with Blur Radio. <laughs> it never lets me down. <laughs> and our first special guest ever, Jay Peoples. Salutations, ladies and gentlemen. I'm melting from that sweet, sweet ballad that came right before me. <laughs> So, yes, today we discuss the plague that is Pokemon Go, I'm kidding. Uh, everyone's review of the season of Game of Thrones outside of yours, truly. And we finally tackle Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice Ultimate Edition, Warner Brothers Factory. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> luckily, I just want to mention, yeah, we, we brought on our first special guest ever, Jay Peoples. He wasn't the biggest fan, just so just put some balance with the show and us not, you know, giving the full-blown ride to, to Zack Ryder. We wanted to have him on and thankful that he could join us today. So thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm not going to come in here and totally destroy it. After seeing the Ultimate Edition, uh, you know, my, my perception of it changed a little bit, but it's pretty much still along the lines of how I felt when we first spoke about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so first we will tackle Pokemon Go. Uh, this, no, last week, I apologize, uh, Pokemon Go finally released to the United States of America where you were able to use your phone, uh, whether it be uh, the, Android, uh, the Android market or uh, Apple market, and collect Pokemon on the go in an augmented reality situation. So basically you're seeing your Pokemon on the street through your phone, but not in real life, unless you were me as a kid and I did that regularly with my imagination. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so far, I love it. I mean, the system, we were, we were talking to you guys on, on July 16th today, and the servers are down right now, so it's been a... Uh, DDoS uh, attack because some, some a-hole like wants to see everyone cry. So thanks. I, oh, that, it was. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, yeah but I'm not just. No, they don't want us that team rocket. Hilarious. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I love the game so far. How about you guys? Um, what, what's this game called again? <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon. What was it? <laughs> what have you been living under a Geo dude? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. So um, as some people might know, I'm a Pokey addict. Um, this has been addictive to say the least. Like, it's hard for me not to leave my house right this very second. Thankfully, <laughs> the servers are down and we had this, this radio show to do. So, yeah, um, ultimately it's been a blast, like, figuring out the mechanics of it. I do have pros and cons, like, with, with everything, but ultimately it's Pokemon and it's going to get a free pass, whereas other, other things I might be more, more critical. <laughs> the, the point is, I get to go out and catch Squirtles. So there's hard. It's hard to. You you caught more than it. one. Oh yeah, I I. Uh, I oh, it's Ethan. Come on. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's me, y'all. Um. So, so yeah, it's it's very, it's very fun. I mean, I feel like this is a game that I don't see myself getting tired of. I mean, I see all the upgrades kind of looming in the future of things to do. Um. Of course, the negatives are the the server oftentimes crashes and. I guess there's some issues of monotonous, but having played the RPG games for yeah. 20 plus years or whatever, um, <laughs> it's, it's all part of the game. So I've been very excited and even probably more happier with this game than I thought that I would be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, clearly 
there's more coming to this game. It's not as simple as we're getting right now, but um, I think it's a smart move to, uh, for Niantic to sort of avoid implementing an entire game when the basic game can't even stay up and running with the entire world playing the same game at the same time. Um, I know for me, like, I honestly was not even that excited about it. I know that Troy and Ethan were just because, you know, Nintendo fanboys or whatever. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I just wasn't, I, I was just like, yeah, I'll play it, I guess. Uh, I'll see if I get around to it at some point. But then, like, I started playing it at, I don't know, it was probably like 10.30 at night the night it came out. And then I was just, like, out in my neighborhood. People probably calling the cops on me or whatever. Because <laughs> I'm like, it looks like I'm recording people, you know, 16-year-old uh, boyfriend and girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm sorry, there's just a venonet on top of your head. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't even know where to begin. This this game, I was waiting for it to come out. I was one of the people that knew it was coming out way ahead of time, and I wish I didn't. And, you know, they kept pushing it back, and there was all the speculation that it's going to come out on this date, it's going to come out on this date. So when it finally dropped, I was already outside. Um, <laughs> looking for for Pokemon and stuff and just the impact that has had on everyone is crazy and you know I find myself driving in neighborhoods and it looks very <laughs> creepy it looks very creepy because I look like someone that shouldn't be playing this game but when I'm driving real slower in a neighborhood and I'm going in circles it looks very creepy and and you know you got I got to be real careful careful with that yeah I've, yeah I've been to three parks that I've never been to in like the seven years I've been here so that tells you that this game is effective like I'm not like an outside person unless it's going to the movies or you know having to go to work I'm at home like watching TV or or writing or something so no, like there, there's all these stories of kids like reporting soreness that they've never felt before because they've never been outside <laughs> what is this feeling this bright thing in the sky it burns your skin. Is this, uh, a, is this a muscle? <laughs> I'm just happy it's free. Like, I'm surprised that, like, mm -hmm. they were getting... And there's no ads in the game, too, which is, like, also... I mean, but mind you, it's Nintendo. Nintendo is one of the few companies that actually have, like, pride and their stuff. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. I swore to myself I wouldn't buy anything, and then I found an Aerodactyl outside of my shop, <laughs> and I ran out of Pokeballs, and I had to spend that, that 99 cents, and it hurt my soul so much, but I also now have an Aerodactyl, so... I'm guilty of that as well. I know, I know that I don't need to buy anything, um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm guilty of not walking down the street to the Pokestop. <laughs> I did spend real money to get some more, you know, some more incense and stuff. And you know, I walked to a Pokestop. It gave me like two Pokeballs, and I'm like, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> that was not worth burning those calories. I am buying. I'm spending real money going forward. I will say I was in Champs and uh, Pidgeot was like as I was waiting for my shoes to come back fast for a certain side. Uh, there was a Pidgeot standing on like the shoe display, so I'm like I, I keep I'm die. He's dodging every one of them, right? But then I get like the last two, and then I shot like I shot I yell Kobe, and I've shot it. Oh, that's the best. Yo, that's that's the trick to Pokemon is yelling Kobe right before you. <laughs> I find myself. Like whenever I'm down to my like my last few Pokeballs, I feel like every Pokemon that I'm trying to catch, it knows, it knows that I'm gonna spend money to get Pokeballs. So it's like deflecting, like Patrick Ewan's deflecting all my Pokeballs, and I find myself like trying to fake it out, like acting like I'm gonna throw the Pokeball just so it can attack. And uh, I, don't know, I don't know if they're programmed to like be jerks when you're running low, or what do you think? No, like day two, I think I saw a Golbat in the street, and it was uh, Dodge. I, I swear I used like twenty Pokeballs on this thing on a, a Golbat that is now weaker than the Zubats I have. <laughs> 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 
I was like, no, at, at that point, I had gotten to the point where it was like, well, I use all these, I have to catch it now, or else I feel like it's And I will say, I do love the, the community aspect of it, and like, obviously, the team building, where you choose like a team instinct, a team mystic, or a team valor, the best one. Uh, all together. Yes, team mystic is the best one. Uh, valor would be honestly. That's for what? Like, for what? The coolest, the coolest looking. Uh, they have the coolest outfit with the, the girl and her Dance Dance Revolution gear. Uh, yeah, there, it's, it's so it's it's cool for like 1998. Oh, <laughs> I mean, my whole thing is like clearly like Zapdos is the coolest of all the legendary birds, and that's the only thing to me that matters. Not the name, not what they stand for, but Zapdos. <laughs> so first, that's false, and second, nobody is on Team Instinct, so you can have that one. Um, well, actually, just because it's not the obvious mainstream, it actually makes it better. If you, if you notice, I'm not saying anything because we at Team Mystic, we have cool heads and we <laughs> yeah. analyze every situation. We, we let you instinct and valor folks, valor folks, argue and bicker among one another. And, and while, while, while we sit back and we, we, we pick up the crumbs afterwards, we wait till you're done killing each other and then we come in and we take over your gym. So go ahead and fight. No, I'm, I'm going to sit I'm, here and I'm, wait. I'm, I'm also Team Mystic. I'm okay, just, I'm just so wild. you're worthy. You're worthy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will I'm say, just, I will yeah. say, it, it is kind of a funny thing when I I'm in Middletown and literally all the gyms are run by a team instinct, and I'm like, I'm not gonna be out here and train so I can like at least take over one of these things because um, no one is representing a valor in my in my spot. So I mean, it's not gonna last. <laughs> Apparently, that you you hold the gym for like 15 minutes or something like that. Yeah, or, it's, we're just we're just waiting. You know, we're waiting because if you notice, all the teams that are taken over by valor and instinct, it's like level 200, like. CP two hundred yeah. like pigeons and stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, before we wrap up, really quick, so what what in the future would you like to see for the game? Oh, ba- battling, obviously, but I would actually just like to see like ba- the ability to battle wild Pokemon because right now, without stronger Pokeballs or berries or whatever, there's no way to like improve <laughs> your chance of catching something. Sure. Like, I, I agree with that. Like when they deflect my ball or when they jump out of the ball, I can't even get mad at them. Yeah, so like, I'm like, okay, you're, you're right. I didn't even hurt you. Like you should. <laughs> Okay, I threw, I threw a pokeball in a hard box, and he said, "Put some respect on my name." <laughs> I mean, I definitely want trading to happen, um, just because it's a very frustrating aspect. Just like wanting a Pokemon and knowing that, like, it's almost strictly by chance. Like, it has to be within the area. You have to go out somewhere, and you might not have to catch it. Whereas, if I know my friend has it, like, hey send me one of these and then I have it. Um, the other thing of course is that I can't wait for the, the next generations to come out, specifically generation two with yeah. the dark Pokemon, with Umbreon, got Zangoose. Do you think there's um, gonna be more of the, like multiple of the unknowns, all 26 of them? I hope not, cause uh, I don't even like, <laughs> like I, don't, I don't want you. <laughs> the only thing I, I want, I just want my character to be extra more, more customized because- Oh, oh my God. I know we yeah. all look like Sasuke. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm like my, my the anime Betty Boop character, uh, and the barrette and like the the the, hat, the harem pants. And Bro, he, yeah, got, like, he got all these Falcone sneakers on. Like, 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 no. <laughs> Again, it's 1998. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the only thing, like not the only thing, but one of the main things that I would 
like is the ability to play the game. I feel like every <laughs> yeah. time I throw my Pokeball, the game crashes. Now, oh, I don't know about Valora Instinct. The game crashes. You probably come back on and the Pokemon is gone. But see, when you're with Team Mystic, Articuno That's right. freezes your game on purpose. The Articuno wins, freeze your game on purpose, so that when you reboot your game, that Pokemon is resting safe and soundly and refrigerated in your inventory. So when you're on Team Mystic and the game freezes, it's in our favor. But you Instinct folk and Valor and Valor, you probably uh, hate the fact that it freezes. But no, the game crashes all the time. It's it's and it's that that's a testament to to the game itself. Because I'm totally okay with it. And <laughs> as much as this game, any other game that would crash, people wouldn't give it the time of day. But we're like, oh, my game crashed, and we accepted it. It's normal. You know? well, I mean, also it is, it is free, so it's not like <laughs> no, I don't care. If I pay sixty dollars and like it's crashed, I'm like, all right. No, yeah. honestly, free or not, if any other game was freezing like this, it would be off my phone with the quickness. Like, yeah. <laughs> like think about how like so many different people are playing this. Like everyone is playing this this freaking game, and the people who aren't are just mad because they don't know how to have fun. So, and and, and another thing that I want I want them to add in addition to trading Pokemon, that's a given. But I want them to add the ability to trade items. Like, yo, man, let me get that incense, man. I just need one more. I just need one more incense. Just coughing around here. I'm like, oh. <laughs> All right, so yes, get out there, download it, uh, join Team Valor. All right, next section. Next section. <laughs> you tried it. All right, so now uh, Ethan, Humps, and Peeves will give their like a, a spectrum, a spectral review of. Game of Thrones this season, season number five, six, six, seven, six, seven? six, six. Okay. Oh, the six. Sixth. Okay, yeah. So I know nothing about this show. Except, uh, <laughs> you know nothing, twice. I know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> except there's plenty of good memes about it, but uh, I'll let you guys take a take a I'm very. I'm a casual Game of Thrones viewer. I'm, I'm not one of the people that know the names of everyone. Um, I, and if you were to tell me the name of someone, I will forget that name the next time I need to use the name. Um, but I, I definitely enjoy the show. I've watched it since the beginning, and I, I have a good idea of the overarching themes and everything that's happening. Um, so I'm going to approach it from as, as a casual viewer. This past season, I thought, was awesome. All right, There was a lot of table setting in the first few episodes. A lot of people were getting a little frustrated because it was so slow. But you know it was leading up to something so much bigger. And the characters themselves, each of them, I, I feel like in this season they got more time to shine like their, their story was a little bit more refined and they gave everybody good enough spotlight like there are characters in the show that i didn't really like cersei for example like I, that's like my favorite character now <laughs> we, we just watched her come like start from the, she went from the bottom back up like kind of like when batman was in the hole and he was like had to get out of the hole and everything it's that's what happened with her she she has the new haircut which is tight I, honestly i think not to go back to the pokemon go but i feel like team mystic silhouette is cersei oh my god you're not can even we lying. start that can we like, start that hashtag mystic is, <laughs> i think it's her i think it's her but just you know just overall like the, i'm very satisfied with the the way it ended yeah, um, I will go on record as saying this season of Game of Thrones has been the absolute best. Mm -hmm. um, about halfway through, I got the feeling that this season was something special. It felt different than the previous seasons, um, just in terms of theme. Like each episode just had like a very strong connection and continuity between each each stories, and that they paralleled each other in a way that I feel like. The previous seasons they did, but just not as strongly. Like, like there was definitely a strong sense of kind of 
female empowerment. There was things about uh, family, about siblings, about people returning from the death in both a literal and metaphorical way. And those are the, the type of things that I just eat up. Like I love that stuff. Um, probably the one of the best episodes of, of the whole series. And I say this because one of my favorite type of things to do is to move people with a story that you didn't expect and I feel like that goes to the Dora episode of Game of Thrones um, with Hodor which is honestly like a, a character that essentially remains in the back of your mind as someone that is just kind of there um, but his backstory moved me in such like a profound way and it, it truly shows the strength of um, George R. R. Martin and the showrunners of the show that they were able to make this character who sometimes just felt like a, a set piece to get from point A to point B into a truly magnificent story. Um, and I, I think a lot of people maybe were hesitant about this season of Game of Thrones because this is like the one that's coming out without a book having already been out about it. Um, and I think strangely that that worked in their favor. Perhaps they were had either more free reign or perhaps it's just the fact that it's it's coming to a, a close um and so there's threads being tied up and there's resolutions being made and i'm just loving all of the the choices like i it's, it's really hard for me to, to pinpoint things that that really pissed me off this season the only thing that i might say once again spoiler <laughs> um was queen marjorie just because that that yeah. actress I've, I've been a, a fan of from uh from years ago um and her her character on this show was, was so strong she was one of the smartest players in the entire game um but she went out um in i don't want to say a, a good way but in a kind of necessary way in terms of the doctrine of the show yeah i definitely agree um speaking to the intelligence of marjorie she basically the tyrell family was Arguably the most intelligent family in the entire in the entire uh, Game of Thrones universe, um, and so it's kind of a shame to see Marjorie lost in that way. But I think it was um, sort of like a last stand for her to to understand what was happening and try her hardest to save herself and her family in that in that last moment um, because it showed that you know um, she knows she knew exactly what was going on. She was never uh, glamored by the by the throne um, yeah. and she had goals and she was going to accomplish them in one way or another um, the standout for me this season um, was not really an episode or a theme it was a character uh, Arya this season she's been my favorite character pretty much since episode one when she um, stepped out as this complete opposite of her sister Sansa had no interest in the throne had no interest in um, in being royal in power and money anything like that um, she just kind of wanted to do what she wanted to do she wanted to be herself and so to finally see her storyline um, with the uh, the faceless people you know kind of start to inform her character she gained new skills um, she had like real conflict with this other uh, female character that she battled and then with it coming to a close with her uh, killing of uh, Walder Frey, I think that was his name, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah uh, with the <laughs> killing of him as she feeds him uh, his children. <laughs> just like, just like, 
it was just like life upon life to me. I just love, I love Arya so much, and I really would like to see um, where her story goes from here because, I mean, this show is on a collision course with uh, clearly like some sort of resolution because every single character is headed to Westeros. Um, there are multiple major, major battles about to happen, uh, and so I don't know. This is season seven. Is, it's going to be hard to match season six because season six had so many huge, huge, huge moments, so many major uh, deaths and so many big uh, plot point movements that um, I, I'm looking forward to seeing how season seven handles the, the, the conclusion from six. Yeah, definitely. I'm so glad the High Sparrow is dead. That guy, oh my, oh my God. God. he looks like he smelled so bad. I smelled him <laughs> on the TV. <laughs> He's so self-righteous. Yes, he's uh, like the worst kind. Of, he's like the worst kind of villain because he can't even take responsibility for his own villainy. Like I'm not even. Yeah. I'm not down for that at all. Well, the old gods wanted <laughs> this way, so therefore I'm going to torture you and make you walk naked as people throw crap on you. Enjoy. Oh, his uh, that the, the woman, his uh, his little henchwoman also. That's a shame. Um, so so here's the thing. I'm not a fan of um, the punishment that she yeah. was left with. That is kind of terrible at the same time it is nice to see her get hers um because she is she has treated these people like garbage and she deserves she deserves bad things uh, although maybe not that specific thing yes that's that's the worst she was she's like she's like a nun or something that's what they're pretty much right like a a super nun and (laughs) her her fate was left to like a giant zombie that's like it's like if she was that's like like her weakness you know what i mean this is final fantasy that'd be like her her (laughs) You know, yo the the introduction of Negan at the end of the series, man, it's crazy. Who? Ne- uh, Negan with the bat and the bonfire. Yes, that was at the end of the. Troy, what happened? You wouldn't, let, you wouldn't let us review the uh, the uh, the Walking Dead, <laughs> um, so I don't want to hear I thought, about oh, it. Oh, I thought he was in. Oh, <laughs> I don't. Oh, <laughs> which by the way was was a terrible finale. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Contract. They're just going over contract renewals. <laughs> that's, that's their way of doing it. No, oh. They're like, who can we afford to pay the, the least? <laughs> um, quick, quick thing. I think we have to talk about Khaleesi, who, by the way, if oh. Mystic is Cersei, Instinct is the Khaleesi. <laughs> now, moving on. Um, that, that ends. That's- yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard that, but and yeah. Um, Hodor. So, <laughs> well, then we will move you with our heartbreaking story. Um, but, but, but no, like that, that final scene of Daenerys Stormborn, like with her fleet, with her dragons, yeah. like that was epic. And it, it felt surreal because like now she's actually coming to Westeros. And it's it's bittersweet because it's, it's something that's been building this whole time. And you knew it was going to happen, but then now it's happening, and it's like, oh, oh, it's, it's about to, to get real, really yeah, fast. Like all of a sudden, absolutely everyone is about to be on Westeros all at the same time, and this is about to go down. It is. <laughs> yeah. It is, but we all know that she's overpowered, all right? We know <laughs> that those dragons are going to die real fast, just like any movie when there's like a powerful character. Remember Mortal Kombat when Shiva came and she was there for like one second and dropped the cage on her? <laughs> those, those dragons are going to get killed fast, in my opinion. I, I just can't see her destroying a lot of people with those dragons. I, my, I, I, I'm, I'm fairly certain she'll lose the two smaller ones. I think uh, uh, Dro- Drogon? Dr- Drogon? Drogon is going to last just because he's like the, the HBIC dragon, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's the um, Beyonce. Yeah, yeah, he is the Beyonce. The I'm other two are, the other two are coming. Am I the only one that hates to see the dragons die? 
like when oh, they're fighting they're just outnumbered and they're a big target and like you know the spears are landing and the dragon's not killing as many as he should oh yeah i don't want to take control of the dragon you're looking for your controller because you know you can <laughs> better yeah, i don't want to see that at all oh, oh man yeah, thanks no. for bringing us down peeps i appreciate <laughs> it <laughs> and then yeah. Um, All right, moving on um, to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna give the Jane the version ending. <laughs> oh, uh, Troy, that show is so good. You were not wrong, but it's not as good as Ugly Betty. So, yes. as soon as you start, though, you can't stop watching. But anyway, okay, so now it is time for our re-review of. I love that. <laughs> uh, Batman v Superman: Donna Justice Ultimate Edition. First, and I'll start since I didn't get to do much talking in the last one. I know you guys missed me. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I mean, you could honestly go for me. <laughs> Hilarious. So yes, no. Um, Ultimate Edition. I I will say the first thing about this movie after I finished it, I was like, I feel bad for Zack Snyder um, because I can tell that's the movie he probably wanted to release in theaters, and not to say it would completely overhaul like the you know the super duper canon people that don't want Batman to kill people or Superman to smile constantly uh, <laughs> so he's them but you can tell like he must add a fuller story so I mean I will say my, my biggest takeaway is that I actually I cared about Superman again just as much as I did Man of Steel because in, in Dawn of Justice I, I really didn't care for him that much uh, but with how like the experience of him going to Gotham City, him actually being a journalist, and that whole fulfilling the, the idea with the court scene or whatever, like at the end, it was more impactful when he died. Spoilers. Uh, so. To be completely honest with you, uh, the Ultimate Edition did absolutely nothing to change my opinion of the movie, and actually I spent most of it trying to figure... Like, I was sitting there like, am I watching the right version? Am I watching the right version? <laughs> I think because, like, I had only seen it the one time when it first came out in March, uh, so I didn't have, like, a real strong memory memory of the, the smaller, uh, more subtle moments. And so when I'm watching this, I'm like, have I seen this part before? I don't know if I've seen this part before or not. Um, the one part that I think really improved the story, I guess for other people, although it didn't do anything for me specifically, was when it was revealed that the, the African woman who was uh, calling into question Superman's uh, motives, when it was discovered, spoiler real fast in case you still haven't seen it somehow, um, <laughs> um, it was discovered that she had actually been paid by, uh, or threatened by Lex Luthor to... Um, to lie and to, to paint Superman in a bad light. That kind of like made that part make a little bit more sense, the fact that she was doing this, because it didn't make it didn't make sense otherwise for her to believe that, you know, Superman was out there shooting people in the streets. It did, it, that didn't make any sense. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, I, I mean, to be clear, I, I still really enjoyed the movie, but uh, the Ultimate Edition didn't do anything to improve it or make it worse for me at all. I will say that originally I put Superman as... Uh, I think my favorite superhero movie of the year. I was forgetting Deadpool at the time, um, so I would slide Deadpool up in front of that. Okay, yeah, I I definitely echo Sean's statements. I mean, I thought that the the film was was great prior to the Ultimate Edition. Uh, post it it still does feel great. Um, the only thing is that they they added more context, mm -hmm. which I felt was good more for the mainstream viewer. Me personally. Personally, I can fill in the gaps. Like I don't have to be told 
every single thing and some of the negative things that people said about the first film was that it was very meta and that the story was a bit confusing and I do feel like the ultimate edition cleared up some of those things by going in, into detail about you know showing Clark being the man on the street doing his job interviewing people checking sources mm -hmm. going into the, the oh, jail cell um, and I, I feel like that type of thing does open up a character considerably so that was good also the context for the African woman as, as, as Troy mentioned I originally assumed that she was acting on her own accord because I could easily see someone in her position just feeling that way about a man who is that absolute mm -hmm. um, but then to have it be Lex Luthor who was pulling the strings behind it let let us know you know the the, the depth of which Lex Luthor was planning on orchestrating this this whole situation um, the, the same thing really goes for the Steppenwolf scene which it, it didn't you know really add necessarily to the story but that was just a cool scene to see overall so I, I feel like I don't fully understand how someone could see the original and hate it and then like see the ultimate edition and love it exactly. like I, I, I can see like a, a small shift like for example my mind has shifted um, just in terms of appreciation and appreciating that there's more story and that they're uh, filling in the, the lines a bit more but it's not like it's a completely different movie it's just once again more context agreed the original movie in my personal opinion, I felt like, like you said, it was very meta. And as it, I feel like I'm one of the people that feel like it should be. If you're going to go see Batman and Superman, I feel like those kind of superhero movies should cater to that audience. You know, you should already know what's what's going on when you're going to go see the movie. And then, of course, of course you have the casual goers who, who might not know. But, I mean, you likely are going with someone who does know. So just talk to them about it after the movie. But I feel like they, Batman and Superman, the original one, they, they had the in order to make things make sense they had to force it to make sense and when the when the when the ultimate edition came out by filling in you know a lot of certain a lot of different aspects to it and there was a lot more character development you got more scenes with Martha you got more scenes mm -hmm. with Superman I, it just it, it was much it was very needed it didn't change my opinion on a movie as a whole because I still feel like it was like put together in a bad way but <laughs> There, there. It made it. It made it a lot better. It remedied a lot of things, and it, I also noticed a few other things that I kind of wish they added. If anyone needed more scenes, it was Jesse Eisenberg. Now, personally, yeah. I didn't like his performance at all. I thought he was a little bit too zany. All right, and I, I'm, I'm curious as to how many times they had to shoot the scene of him stuffing candy in that guy's mouth. I'm curious. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh God, he probably laughed so many times. <laughs> but I, I just feel like he, I would love to have seen more on him to kind of build around why he's like this and like his, his plan first of all it was so deep and I don't feel like they spent enough time on it like everything that he was trying to carry out in the movie uh, it, it was kind of confusing to me personally and I don't know if other people read it a different way but that really took it took the movie apart for me because I think those kind of movies are all about the villain and yeah if, if you're not going to have character development then make the villain be like really awesome and let's see the villain the, the villain develop and I, I don't think that was in there enough my no. personal thoughts on, on Lex Luthor was mm -hmm. that, that that zaniness was used as a sort of shield in order to dissuade people from believing that he is capable of doing the things that, that he was doing. Mm -hmm. um, what, once again, this is me kind of putting in my, my own theories about things, but just in terms of, of how he operated, you know, 
above the scene versus under cover, essentially. I feel like that was clearly an, an act. And so whenever you would see kind of the robe open on his true persona, which is like that, that scene when he's giving th that speech and then he, he messes up saying something and then he completely breaks down because it, 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 it wasn't a perfect... He, he wasn't able to get what he wanted to across. Mm -hmm. And then you, you kind of saw that whole shield fall fall to the wayside, essentially. Mm -hmm. So that was something that I, I feel like they knew how zany that character was, so much so that he felt out of place, but because that was his purpose, it to me did not feel out of place. Uh, I will say, I mean, some of the things that I did enjoy from the Ultimate Dish is like, there's like a lot of fanboy-ish moments, like when you find out that the wheelchair blew up because, and Superman didn't see it because the wheelchair is made of lead. So was that added? Because I that, that was added. That's the that's that the kind of stuff added. where like I feel like you have to have seen the the theatrical version yeah. a few times. I mean, I see, recognize <laughs> the new stuff. You know what I, I mean? I literally seen the theatrical um, version like three times. I think, <laughs> so. yeah. I'm like focusing on trying to figure. Um, and then obviously my, my favorite thing at the end when 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 Batman was like, hey, well had the conversation with Lex and he said I'm transporting transporting you to Arkham Asylum. Oh yes. Mind yeah, you, that was that was yeah. <clears throat> yeah That's much, hear, that was needed. Yeah, to hear Arkham Asylum in a bank like to hear the word yeah. Arkham Asylum in a movie and then it just makes me think in the future like, okay, well but if Joker's in the asylum in, in Justice League, and then like you get a conversation between Joker and and, and Lex or something like that, so mm -hmm. I love that. Um, I love what I love like okay when Batman stole the kryptonite from Lex, and they show the, the surveillance uh, footage, and you see Batman swoop down, grab a guy, his eyes flare up like like animated series, and then yeah. he disappears again, like short knives like that. I, I love, but yeah, and overall, uh, I mean. To, to what you guys said earlier, like I don't think it's gonna change. Like if you hated the movie, it's not gonna change your opinion of the movie. I mean, it seems to have for a lot of people, though, yeah. which is what's confusing to me. I and, like the internet keeps saying, "Oh, it's such a better movie now," and it's like it's the same movie, it's just with more context. Here's yeah. my theory. And you know why? You need the context because when you have a movie that's like, think about it. I don't want to compare it to Civil War, but was Civil I'm about War, to. So <laughs> Civil War worked because there was so much context surrounding the characters already. You know, they, they worked hard. They worked up to this point to make Civil War work. You know, we knew each of the people, their their family, even even the Arrow dude. We, he has a family. <laughs> the Arrow dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so you basically you know nothing about him. <laughs> <laughs> the Arrow dude. Yeah. And um, I appreciated scenes like we, we got more scenes with Martha. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Without yeah. that... I, I feel like it just was just bare bones, and I felt like they were rushing. And then it was, to it was cool to see. It was cool to see Lex, like Lex is planning to become inspiration, like him using the the African woman uh, behind the scenes, him killing the people that had the bat brand, him uh, coordinating the guy having the lead chair so Superman could uh, couldn't see it or whatever. To this day, as much as people didn't like him, I did love I I love that speech that he gave Superman. Right? The ultimate plan speech at the end, right mm -hmm. before he oh before uh, now you had an hour now you have less, and then the music. Booms up, mm. and the soundtrack's like my favorite soundtrack of the year. But yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, I personally also like Jesse Eisenberg in the role. I think because I got what the what the idea was. But like again, like Pete was saying, if you didn't if you didn't pick up on that, then it's just like what is this is this is like so much. Like this is a lot. <laughs> um, the other thing I wanted to say is that uh, again, 
I don't. I I hate to keep comparing this movie to uh, Captain America: Civil War. Um, I actually am of the opposite of opinion opinion of almost everyone in saying that um, I do not think Civil War was a better movie. Um, and I think the reason is that I prefer the tone of uh, Batman v Superman. I like I like the darker tones. I like the more uh, the more serious thing. And I think that one of the biggest criticisms that Batman v Superman received in the theatrical version was that it lacked um, it lacked lightness and comedy, but Given the story that that the the lightness and comedy that you know the Marvel Cinematic Universe is famous for, the thing is, given the story that was being told in Batman versus Superman, the Marvel brand of comedy, the random jokes that kind of are like they're cute but like they sort of don't belong all the time, would have completely taken me out of that movie all the way. Um, yeah. And so that that's sort of the reason why I do like Batman v Superman. Uh, Captain America: Civil War. The other thing I want to say is that I don't really feel all that bad about uh, for Superman. How everyone is like suspicious of him and afraid of him because my beloved X Men have been dealing with that since the sixties. Sixties, mm. <laughs> everybody hates them, um, and they don't even have the benefit of being beautiful and perfect. So, like, you know what I mean? Some so, I think everyone just hates Fox. I don't think people hate Fox. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about the movies. I'm talking oh, okay. about the characters. Oh, in general. Okay. I think they're lazy, but I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I'm just doing it to message you. But. All right. So, so uh, yeah, that's our review. Now it's time to sign out. Um, hey, guys. Next week is our Comic-Con extravaganza. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Hopefully, we get a Wonder Woman trailer. I'm praying for a Wonder Woman trailer, but we'll see. Um, our show is probably going to, to be a little later in the day because we want to make sure we catch as much news as possible and we don't miss anything. Uh, remember to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, uh, like us on Facebook, and rate our show on iTunes. We're still working on getting our YouTube done and, and all that jazz. This is Troy signing off. This is Ethan, the Blurred send their regards. <laughs> this is Sean, and as a message to Taylor Swift, I knew you were in trouble when you walked <laughs> <Yes>. in. <laughs> this is Jay People signing off, and be careful out there playing Pokemon Go. You gotta really, you gotta keep an eye on your surroundings. Yeah. Someone from Team Mystic might not be there to save you. I don't want to be Pokemon Gone. So. <laughs> oh. oh my God. That was that was that was both hilarious and dark. Yeah. All right. It's <laughs> Poker Streets. <laughs> Peace and love, y'all. Bye. 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 Later. Bye.